Skunk it. And we're off. Yes, here we go. So this is the Christmas episode, mm. right? In the tradition of Christmas. Sorry, in the tradition of Christmas, you get some festive. I thought you were just sweet stuff. Stuff like sweet stuffs. I thought you were just gonna like bust out a present there. I was excited. Oh, little boiled. Little boiled sweet. Little boiled sweets. Is this gonna be good for the audio quality? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to eat the whole thing. Should we save these or? Nah, you know what? I'm too. Just go for it. I'm a jolly fat man. Just go for I it. I see foods. I has to eat them. Thank you very much, Danny. Where do you no get those from? Huh? Just the wrapping. Just get it on. It's boiled oh, they're, sweets. They're very stuck to the wrapping. <laughs> Scott uh, trying to get out of the wrapping. I think I might have got some plastic there, but. <laughs> what are they? Gag sweets. They're horrible. Did not enjoy that. You just ruined that. You ruined that whole experience. <laughs> well, that was awful. Where'd you get those from? I just bought them when someone came back from holiday. So what's your one? Because you're chewing away on that like it's nobody's business. I haven't. I haven't tasted a bad taste yet. You're kidding. That was immediate. <laughs> <coughs> you suck. Oh, that's just there now. Yeah, no one's supposed to deliberately taste bad. Mine just tastes coffee. You <laughs> just like the taste of sick. <coughs> so that the Christmas spirit. You fucking are the war. You're like a shit Christmas cracker joke. <laughs> so every Christmas cracker joke. You're just a Christmas cracker joke. Oh, Mr. Christmas cracker. What joke did to you. what what um what what did ducks? What do they bloody eat? What do they bloody open on, on, on Christmas Day? A duck. Yeah. It is cr- Christmas quack. Christmas quack. <laughs> I assume that's in a cracker joke somewhere. I hate the ones that are just poetry or, or some sort of quote. Or something. Mm, I always feel a bit let down when it's poetry. I'm like, look, I didn't come here for some T.S. Eliot. I came here, <laughs> came here for some good quality... Harmless jokes. Aye. Especially when you read it and then you realise it's not a joke. You like read it as if it was meant to be a punchline and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the punchline is, there is no punchline. Pun- that's definitely does sound like a T.S. Eliot book. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is the Christmas special. It's the Christmas special. It's in season in that it's very cold. A very cold. Even yeah. inside. It's, this is awful. But we're going to power through. We're going to power yes. through. So, um, oh, what's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome Don't to the Don't fuck it. Like, oh, well, if you've got nothing else to say, I'll just go. <laughs> just hey, go. Uh, what's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to the Christmas Second Opinion movie podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones, and hiding six reindeer behind his back, Scott Morrison. Why did you pause so much throughout that whole exchange? You I said don't... like two words at a time. You were like, Welcome, people of Peopleton. I am your host, Danny Jones. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just want to. Maybe I just want to put a little. I think in. were you were you trying to think of a little joke? Huh? You're trying to think of a little. Do, do you know what? Do you think I spend that much thought on those <laughs> jokes? They're all nonsense. I think you were trying to come up with a little something, something. Um, well, I clearly failed. Yeah. So it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. I mean, it's probably not Christmas Day. No. But. You, what, you, what are you doing listening to this on Christmas <laughs> Spend it with your family? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Go open some Christmas crackers. Aye. Read some poems. Listen to this on Christmas Day. Um, I've still got the fucking taste of those sweets on my hands. <laughs> you suck so much. Um, yeah, so it's a Christmas episode. So we thought we we thought we would watch. Well, we we thought about it and then we did it. We followed through. <laughs> There's one thing they'll say about us second opinion boys. So we followed through with our plans. And we watched a Christmas movie. Yeah, it aptly named Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. Which e- Xmas Eve for the easily offended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, this is. Um, I feel like I've seen it a few times now, just like lingering in most supermarkets. Mm, I because I wanted to watch it because I was in HMB and I saw the DVD box art, and it's just like 
very badly CGI'd, Pat- like, well, like, photoshopped Patrick Stewart and then a bunch of randoms that I've never seen before. I was like, I... this, this, Danny, this is the Christmas movie. No one will have seen it. No. So no one will listen. Did it even get a theatrical release? No, I don't think so. Did I it? mean, I, I didn't care to look. <laughs> I assume not. You might have seen it if you're going through the supermarket and you've seen Christmas Eve with, and it's just a Christmas film with Patrick Stewart photoshopped on the front. And... If you see it, just leave it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel obliged to buy it. Aye. Leave it sitting there. Yeah, so um, we take a film on the podcast. We um, we are one of us. It was one of us. Who, who's defending? Oh, we, oh. We've, we've not pre. I feel we've not premeditated this. Yeah, we've not. I mean, again, another thing they'll say about us, second opinion boys, <laughs> is that we're always one for preparation. Uh, I don't know. Let's just get into it and see. Aye. See what we come Should up. Should I do with. a story summary? Yeah, give it a quick. Yeah, give it a quick rundown for the cool. people who definitely have not seen this movie. Everyone else. Mm. Um, right, so we are in New York on Christmas Eve, Christmas night, and a uh, we follow a collection of people as they uh, six different groups as they go into a lift, uh, different lifts, and um, a, a chap with a van. Uh, he's uh, driving along. He uh, crashes into a small electric box that takes out quite a few blocks yeah, in New York City. Yeah, it's a good, good solid grid. Aye, and uh, leaves these six groups in six different lifts stranded in the lift. Yeah. And they have to face each other and they have to say things, inspiring speeches. Mm, and... There's a lot of inspiring speeches. Aye. Cut to... Like, there'll be an inspiring speech and then it'll cut to all the different groups and it'll all be in, like, slow motion and they'll all be, like, thinking about themselves. And I described it to you halfway through. I was like, this is just cloud atlas it's very but cloud instead atlas. of like alternative reality it's just lifts <laughs> <laughs> different yeah different stories uh it's it's a very very bizarre setup because we we kind of had an idea of the submarine but we just i think we just presumed it was one we lift. assumed it was one lift so because so when when i i got it and i was like i was just flicking through it just to kind of get just to be like what's 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 is this all good is this is this all good um and i'm seeing there's all this different stuff happening and at one point there was like a at one point it cut to um the people in the lift with the body in the uh hospital bed and i thought just based on the kind of split second i saw i thought maybe someone one of the people in the lift was having a vision of like a relative that they had that passed away and they were remembering the last time they saw them in the hospital and that this whole movie but because they were still in the lift Aye. so i was like this is weird is this whole movie going to be like people re-experiencing moments from their life and stuff but in a lift wasn't like that at all no. it was literally just it was in a hospital six different because, uh, yeah, there's quite a few groups. It was like when we were first watching, it was kind of hard to keep track of mm. what was going on. It was like, oh, wow, there's all of these yeah, characters. Yeah, because at first, when we thought it was, when we thought it was, like, the same, everybody gets in the same lift. It's like, so you're, okay, you get this guy and he goes into his office to say some things. And then you got these people running with like band instruments. And then you got some doctors in the hospital. And I was like, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> What's what this building? building is this? Yeah. No, different buildings, different buildings. So I, I feel like the easiest way to go through this film would just be to go down... Each lift. Each lift, yeah, cool. and just talk about it like that. Aye. Each each one has a different level, a different level to it. Should we start with the van? Uh, so much to say about the van. We can start with the van. Can talk. Okay, so there's six lifts and a van. Aye, there, these are the... the six the lifts and a van walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> six that's, lifts that's in a, a van and Patrick joke. Stewart walk into a bar <laughs> alright so we have um, we have the van it crashes into a small such a small electric yeah, box yeah yeah it takes out such no a fencing. huge chunk and it appears, appears to be the most the, the part of New York that has the most skyscrapers Hi. So it's just a small van, uh, this small electric box that isn't defended by fences or stuff, considering how dangerous it is and how much it can take out a city. And it's just like, because um, the van driver, he drops his uh, statue of the Mary mm. and uh, he goes to pick it up. Uh, while he does, he cut, uh, he comes off the road and hits this and knocks out all the electricity. Mm. Uh, he is stuck in the van. The van is electrocuted. Um, so the electricity is passing through it, which is supposed to be 
um, holding up all the lifts because apparently emergency brakes act on electricity, which I am very sure is not uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how lifts work. I imagine... Presumably if the electricity cuts out, there's some kind of analogue thing that... Yeah, I imagine clo- like... what happens, the, what the emergency uh, brake is, is it um, it's a thing that triggers when the lift is going too fast and just clamps mm-hmm. onto the um, rope. Surely that's what they're... Surely... I, I'm not a lift designer. I've, I've confessed it many times. But, like, if you're in the pitch meeting and it's like, let's have the emergency break. Any emergency break should be able to run without electricity. Mm. Like, I can't... Why? Why would it run on electricity? Mm. And if it was running on electricity, why would it run on the same electricity that the rest of the lift was running on? I'd love to get into <coughs> the... <laughs> The the, the the you know the kind of the minutia of lifts the mechanics of lifts if you will but I'd rather save that for my other podcast which comes out every other Friday which is all about lifts and the inner workings of lifts if we could save this conversation for that podcast I'd love to get you on as a guest uh, well, I'd love to be a guest on your lift one so if, is, if, is give me a lift is so he's holding on to his Virgin Mary statue yeah drops it yeah minute he drops it boom fan off the road into Aye. some electric is that some kind of metaphor for the moment you lose religion you're just gonna crash no i think it's something else but i want to come back to it at the end because there's a few theology references in this and i think there's Mm. a big there's a big um overall theology theme uh which everyone loves a good theology theme especially in a family christmas movie Uh, so so yeah van crashes uh Guy, he he, try, he tries to get out, but oh, because of the electric current that's going through the van, if he if anyone tries to get near the van, touch the van, they'll be electrocuted. So they decide that the best way to get him out is to wrap a crane around him, and, well, wrap a crane around the van and lift the van up and move it off Aye. the electricity. That's the plot of that one. Yeah, not a lot to it. No, keeps coming back to it. We never really learn anything about anyone. No, in any either of the two people involved in that story. It doesn't matter because they're not white. That's it. It's not important. Because <laughs> the, the the van driver is Hispanic, and like so is his wife, and his wife doesn't even speak English. And I feel like that's why they don't really cut back to it because everyone else is white as snow, to use a, a festive expression. I just remember it's when he first crashes and he starts crawling around the van, and he's like, wh- he's like, where where is the girl? Where's my little virgin? And I was like, what <laughs> kind of van? <laughs> it's <laughs> a windowless tra- van. Just is to this let you know. a front? Or something. It's also called the company was called Deus Ex Machines. Ah, uh, they thought they were which, clever with that one. I was like, you were, you were like, ah. Oh, I was like, ah, we'll give them, we'll give them it on the we'll nose. Give, it's a, it's a simple move because it's obviously the, the the van is the thing that triggers the plot. It's the reason why everyone gets stuck in the lifts. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So we got that plot. Not important. No. Which. Shall we start? Well, well, let's start with the first. So that I feel like the first one that gets introduced is the one with John. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, John Hader. Hader. Yeah, we talk about that one. Yes, uh, it starts off. Um, so it's in in this lift. It's him and his boss who's just fired him, mm. uh, or let him go, whichever. That's the, kind of the argument. Um, it's Christmas Eve. He's just been fired, and they get stuck in the lift. So, uh oh. Awkward. <laughs> um, yes, it is Napoleon Dynamite who plays the one who's been fired. I remember it's a strange opening scene where they show they show the fire um, him being fired, and he has to sit on a chair that's facing the wrong left. way, and it's also nailed down to the floor. And I was like, what? What's the joke there? Aye, it's like, kinda... other than that, other than the uh, obvious, like it, the the chair faces left. What else is going on there? Why does it need to face? What is Why it? is it facing life? Why is it nailed down? What does it say about the character, <laughs> the boss character? It doesn't make any sense. Um, I the, the, that plot, like that plot line, that was kind of one of those things. Within about three minutes of the film, I turned to you and was like, "I have worked out the plot of every single one of these lifts already," <laughs> and I think that was the one of the most obviously glaring, obvious ones. Is that him and the manager get stuck in the lift? He argues with his manager about why he was fired, and then he's got some kind of crazy kooky plan to help the company, 
and they 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 solve the problem in the lift. I think I think they solve <clears throat> the environmental problem in the lift. Mm. They solve they have some sort of alternative energy. It's very bizarre. Because mm. <laughs> in this one lift, they figured out how to solve energy. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, you're on. like, whoa, that's a big. This is an even bigger. This film is so much bigger than <laughs> than these two guys. <laughs> they have uh, to save the world. I ironically they sort of save the electricity problems of the world in a power cut. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, they. Sort I mean, of, again, this film—it's all about the irony. Uh, it's it? all about the irony. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a that's a very bizarre. Um, it definitely went. I assumed that he would just make his case for why he shouldn't be fired. Aye. And the manager would be like, "Yeah, all right, cool. Maybe I shouldn't be a." Di-. But then you, you know, I'm like, "You're a dick for firing me," and he'd be like, "I'm not really a dick. I'm a nice guy. This is just my job, and people don't understand me." It does go that way, but then you got this extra little thing of they solve the energy crisis <laughs> from a lift. <laughs> Bit weird. Aye, that's a that's um, that's one of the sh- no, that's a strange one. But like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of know where it's going. It's not very, it's not very interesting. Uh, I'm not going to claim that. Well, if you don't think that one's interesting, Danny, then boy, howdy. Because <laughs> we have another five of these to get through. Aye. Yeah, um, there was definitely the more one of the more glamorous looking lifts. They're all pretty big. Mm. All the spacious lifts. Well, I guess you, when you have to fit. Well, there's only one lift with one person in it. Yeah. That's Patrick Stewart. I wonder. So let's talk about Patrick Stewart's one then. That, that seems like a good progression since I. So Patrick Stewart is the only one in a lift on his own. Aye. Do you think they just had him for a day and they were like, if he's such a pro, he'll be able to just do all this very easily. If we put anyone else in with him, then we're going to have to like hope that they can keep like do their thing. And if they keep fucking up, we're going to have to keep retaking it. We don't have time. We've got him for a day. Get him in there by himself. Have him moan a bit, grumble. He goes a bit mental from the hypothermia. And then we're done. Patrick Stewart's in our movie. Patrick and we can chuck him on the front of all the posters and make him look as if he's really I, happy and he's in amongst the gang, but he's not at all. He's on his own. He's um certainly. Like I actually I don't even think it's because the actors couldn't wouldn't be able to keep up with Patrick Stewart. I think it's so that they don't have to shoot reverse shots with other actors. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely think that they had um because like for what happens with Patrick Stewart's character is he's up on the roof and he's trying to finish off the uh building of his penthouses he's building. Uh, he's to argue with the architect. He goes to get this like it's more of a a builder's lift. It's like mm. it's on the side of this construction. It's like a wiry one. It's not still a sturdy. Outside. It's not a sturdy lift. No, it's uh, that one cuts out, and he's on his own in that lift, shouting at people. You're fired. You're gonna be fired. I'm gonna <laughs> fire. I'm gonna make sure you're fired from the next three of your store. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah. Like, All right, sugar, calm down. Um, like yeah. So his. I feel like, yeah, because they only need one small set, and that's just the lift. He's in a couple of other things, but it's yeah. not for very long. Definitely, it's a green screen lift. Aye, he's in it. He, he actually probably the one who gets the most action. He does get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he falls out the lift twice. He does fall. He does nearly fall out of the lift. He, he fall, nearly falls out of the lift. Um, Which, but, but he has some solid upper body strength, because he is <laughs> able to pull himself right back up onto that lift. Aye. It's impressive for, it's, it's, for a guy who's getting on. Aye, especially... Oh, it's it's a bit... Here's strange, but I feel like that's it. They just wanted to shoot him doing some monologues really quickly so that they could claim they that they have Patrick Stewart in the film. Because he is. He is the first build. When the opening credits come up at the beginning, starring Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. And he is not in it for a lot of the film. No, I'd say maybe about 15 minutes or so. Aye. If that, well, of, if that like out of an hour and a half. I wouldn't even say 15 yeah, minutes. That even seems minutes. excessive. Yeah, maybe like eight. He's he's uh one of the cartoon boss. In fact, he's even when one of the first things you see is he's looking at the plan of his building mm. on the back of someone crouched over like a table. Yeah, it's like cartoony yeah. boss, like, and he's literally shouting, "You're fired! Oh, I'm uh, gonna get you fired!" He shouts, "You're fired!" The first, it's yeah. He sh- so he fires somebody on the roof, I think, and then when the guy phones him to tell him that the lift's off, he fires that guy. Then the guy turns the light on to be like, "Are you okay? We're gonna get you out." He fires him. <laughs> a bad person. Just a neck. But effectively playing Scrooge. Aye. Because it gets Scrooge. to the end, and then he has this one night where he's stuck in a lift, and he's changed now. He's a changed man. But he's. I, don't, I feel like he's the one who's most dangerous because he's up high and he's like open air. He's got. He like he and they're they are stuck in those lifts for a long yeah. time. When he starts talking to himself. 
I was, we were both like, is he just, is that, is that the hypothermia? Aye. Like, this is getting too real. Aye, because <laughs> he's, he's, he would freeze to death. Hmm. Uh, um, they, they, in fact, I would go as far as they need to, I don't care if he fires everyone and like, oh, he's not a very nice guy. They need to get him down from yeah, there because yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. old well, man. Well, I mean, he can't fire them once he's dead. <laughs> Maybe that's the plot. Maybe that's the big plan. New York. They're so, supposed to be together, man. You've mm, messed with one of us, you, you mess, mess with, with all, all of us. us. The heart, Osborne. So, yeah, so that's Patrick Stewart. Weirdly, like, I can't remember who she looked like, but the actress at the very beginning who plays his, like, secretary, I recognised her. Yeah. And so I assumed he would get stuck in the lift with her, and mm. she never comes back. No. Which was odd. None of our characters come back. And we're not even sure if she, he's really Changed. become a good person. Yeah, because at the end of the movie, he's in the car on the way home. And then they hit a guy on a bike. And he's like, stupid bike, people! And you're like, <laughs> all right, mate, fucking simmer. <laughs> bicycle, you're fired. You're fired yeah, from being a bicycle. bicycle. I'm fed up with you and your bicycle. I'm you're fired. Fire you and all your bicycle wives and children. <laughs> <laughs> and when you go on to be a job as a skateboarder, you're fired from that as well. <laughs> Yeah, he's just a real not nice guy, just an unnecessarily not nice guy. Turns out though that Napoleon Dynamite is his is is his son. Yeah, the son seems real nice. These so. these lifts people are somewhat contrived. They're connected. all interconnected. Yeah, they're uh, all kind of in relationships with one another, or hmm. they're yeah. That was pretty much it. They're all in relate. Like they're either relationship uh, or they're like re- they're actually related. And they some way. they know each other in some fashion or the other. Mm. So it is. It kind of contrived they were stuck in lifts at the same time very contrived um, but I mean it's, it's a movie <laughs> uh, yeah so there's not has, there's really not much to say about Patrick Stewart he's not given a lot to no. do he do you know what he he sells it he does say he's well yeah, he sells he, it he's, the best he like, can it feels like he's acting angry rather than uh, actually angry I still stand by that this film is actually like a prequel to Green Room <laughs> and it's like after this he quits his job and goes comes a Nazi. A, he's like, I'm so done with people. I'm gonna go become a Nazi. <laughs> uh, especially after it was the black guy on the bike that he hits. He's like, fuck it, I've had it. I've had it. White supremacy. That's the only oh, way. That's the extreme he goes I'm to. Against white supremacy. I'm a Nazi, and I fucking hate bicycles. <laughs> also, I don't like lifts anymore. I don't know what it is. I hate them. So everything's gonna be on the ground floor, bungalows, <laughs> far as the eye can see. Hey, was there any stairs in green room? That's True, actually, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so that like that bleeds into my my theory. Yeah. Um. So then, what's the next one? We got let's the musical, the Christmas band. Yeah. I, okay. So what have we done? We've done. So, so this is the third one plus the van. Okay. So we, yeah. There, these 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 guys are they're heading. I presume they're in the concert hall and they're using the service lift to get up so that they can play their instruments. Because they're an orchestra-like band, um, but they get stuck in the lift. Oh, uh, they get hysterical very quickly. They do. They all hang around that lift. Yeah. Uh, it's not long before someone whips out a gun out their cleavage, and that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So two of the characters they start fighting because they're they're all oh, they're all stuck in the lift. They're all frustrated. And then someone, a gunshot goes off. And at first I was like, oh, it must, it'll be like a noise that the lift's made. They're fighting, they're moving about. It's caused the lift to kind of shake. So this will be the moment where they're like, we need to chill. Otherwise the lift is going to come. No, 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 no. Gunshot. Just pan to one of the women. She's just fired off a gun into the air. And she is like, she stuffs it back into her cleavage. And she's like, when you look like me, you have to carry around a gun. What? <laughs> that absolutely mental she is on her way to like she is surrounded by people and is on her way to perform in a, in a, on stage when is she going to need to shoot someone it's mental it's a strange moment The mo- it's the most absurd there's no need for that because the gun never becomes an issue again. No. Like, there's that whole thing of, you know, what is it? You show your gun in the first act, you got to use it by the third. They do never semi. Happens. They do semi, how? but like, because um, she's using it to try and get... Yeah, this is how dramatic the uh, orchestra are. No. Not only do they whip out a gun within the first five <laughs> minutes of being trapped on a lift, but they're also worried about the water supply. 
They're worried about the water supply. I yeah. said, guys, you're in the middle of New York. You're only stuck in a lift and a power outage. I'm sure you will not dehydrate. Yeah. And they're like, well, because um, they're, they're like debating the water as if it's Lord of the Flies. Mm. It's like, should we preserve the water or should we drink it now? <laughs> I was like, guys, <laughs> you're actually connected to people by a phone in the lift. If you need water, I'm sure you won't dehydrate. Uh, they they would act like they're stuck on a desert island, and there's yeah. a bit of a confrontation between uh, the person who wants the the person with the gun, and uh, she wants to like almost like a stereotype of an American wants to shoot her way out the lift. Yeah, literally yeah. take the gun and shoot her way out. But that's just mentioned. They just they're kind of like <laughs> well, they're about to go the for lock, it. No, like... no, they're about to go for it when she hold the person with the water flasks holds the water hostage. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. she's about to pour it all out because she doesn't want them to shoot their way out. Mm-hmm. Um. And she go, and the person with the gun goes, "All right, I won't shoot myself out, but only if you pay Silent Night on the violin." <sighs> yeah, yeah. It took like uh, I feel like they had the best oh, for la- oh, for pardon the pun, but they had the best gig because like <laughs> they had instruments. So eventually, they just keep themselves amused by playing music together. Oh, who'd have thought? I'm like, that's a good. Yeah, I'd rather, that I'd rather be in that than the Patrick Stewart situation. <laughs> <laughs> but they get hysterical so quickly. They do. It's ridiculous. Like they all seem like they fucking hate each other, even though they're meant to be in this band. Like they're all just immediately at one another's throats and stuff. Mm. The gun, the gun is brought out after an argument that starts <clears throat> off with "Who farted?" Yeah, that's literally yeah. where it starts, and it ends with a gunshot. So we try to get some depth with the characters. Yeah, by so one of them. She's like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm bored of being a violinist. I wanted to be a, a dancer, but my mum wouldn't let me. And it's like, oh, fucking, you're playing in like, what is it? They even say that he's just playing in one of the best I, bands they in actually the world. Call, one of the character calls her one of the world's finest violinists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, did that because you didn't get to dance. Mummy wouldn't let me dance. She she wouldn't let me do this one art, so she made me go do another art instead. It's like, fucking sit down, you privileged <laughs> art. <laughs> white, white, white. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this fucking movie is this fucking movie is so white, like which it's it's white people problems Christmas special. Yeah. Like it's they all pretty much have white people problems. There are a sp- couple of serious issues, but the like, biggest problems in all their lives is that they're stuck in a lift. <laughs> <laughs> I, <'cause> that's how <laughs> hysterical they get. Um, yeah, so like, can, there's they they go through some things like, and there's like a romance that buds at the very end, attacked on. Romance. Literally, he's just like, oh, I'm in love with the woman with the gun, and the woman with the gun's like, ah, fair play, I'll go for it. And you're like, <laughs> and it's so okay. awkward and awful and out of nowhere. <sighs> it's so, I strange. It was strange. Um, and they do kiss at the end, and like when the lift starts going up, they decide to kiss, and she shoots the gun. Into the, the air, uh, and then the, the nobody arrests her. The police open up and go, "Oh my God, what's the woman with the gun doing shooting?" She's like, "You got some some holes in the some co- oh, holes crazy, in yeah. this roof of your lift, boys. Want to check that out?" And you're like, "No, we we're, we're gonna arrest we're gonna you. Arrest you, arrest you, you for that. Yeah, you're firing a gun in a public building. I, like I don't <laughs> care. If you're safety. trapped. You were we're gonna arrest. We're gonna we're gonna at least inquire you about. <laughs> yeah. So that was nonsense. So what? I want to say I want to save the the weirdest one for last. So what what have we got now? We got the one with the uh, right. This one fucking messed with our heads a lot. The one with the art. The art. Uh, the, the fa- it was like a some sort of art fashion building that they were in. Yeah, and it was these and gathering of people. Um, so like it was. I don't know what even what building they're in, but what who comes in is two women who work in fashion somehow. I believe. Yeah. Uh, one hulking of a Hercules man mm. dressed as Santa. Looked a lot like Taylor Lautner. Lautner? I don't know. Uh, it's Wolfboy from Twilight. Oh, I don't know then. No uh, idea. And Twilight, New Moon, and Twilight, Eclipse, and Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 1, and Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 2. He stayed for all of them? He, oh, I don't actually think he... Is he in the first one? Yeah, he's in the first one. He's in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a... Like, so two fashion girls, he's a hulking of a man who um dressed as, uh, like, almost shirtless Santa. Yeah, he's just... Yeah. Um, a really... Uh, obsessive compulsive up himself artist <coughs> just art creator yeah um and then could you get more of a stereotype of an art creator yeah it's like man who has to clean his hands as soon as he pushes the lift yeah and he's like oh the average person only cleans their hands three times a day it was like and the last one is uh a 
very he, he, fucking he, obnoxious genius no, i believe think, the film yeah wants like him to think thinks he like know it all but he no i think it's that thing they want you to get that he thinks he lo- knows a lot more than he knows yeah because he starts shouting down the the thing shouting down the phone to the emergency services about how they can fix the lift and like he's like oh you can you can use this cable to pull us back up and the person on the phone's like there's no such thing as that cable but thanks for your input <laughs> i actually kind of like that i like that they shut him down <laughs> they want him to be some sort of uh so what they can you can tell that they want you to think he's some sort of scientific mind because not only is he wearing glasses but he's wearing an albert einstein t-shirt mm. so it's like yeah okay all right Phil. we really need to convey <laughs> Uh, he talks in so much sort of te- technical babble. I had to, there's something about the way they some people uh, some films write this sort of this person's really really clever, where they go for sort of touchstones that are just considered clever subjects, yeah. and never have the character sort of know anything specific except he knows all the science stuff that's relevant for mm-hmm. his situation, mm-hmm. and it always comes across as just bad writing. Yeah. And it's like this we this film wants you to know this guy is smart. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, because every smart person just happens to be an expert in how lifts well, work. Well, it's, it's like, if they, they have, what are many smarts they've got them wearing an Einstein t-shirt? And it's like, the only reason they have them wearing an Einstein t-shirt is because the people who made the film know that everybody knows who Einstein is. No uh, one's going to get confused by that one, you know what I mean? Like, um, and he t- uh, like his, his big speech is that uh, a guy who, um, a scientist from 200 years ago who wanted to figure out how, what was it, how big the Earth is or mm. something like that. Um, he had the way to figure it out and died before he could figure mm. out the answer and it's for all these very that's the that's talk. the first instance of the cloud atlas style montages uh, you, throughout all the lifts when the music comes up there's like this specific music they've yeah. got for when a character's talking an inspirational speech yeah. and it happens really early on in the film yeah. and that it just was, keeps yeah. happening yeah yeah because that was I think I went to the bathroom about half an hour in and I think that was right before or right after so like that was about the half hour mark. We're already getting big dramatic speeches. Aye, it's yeah. <clears throat> they're all about they're all about different things, and it's really, and it's very white people problems. Mm. Very white. Most all these pretty much these speeches are white people problems. At first, I thought that was the lift I'd like to be stuck in the least. Be- well, the yeah, because the two girls really annoyed me. Aye, they just. Uh, the moment they started talking, I was like, definitely would not hang out with them in real life. So, um, and then obviously you got the fucking arsehole science, like, I'm super smart guy. And then, yeah, and then you got this snobby art curator. I was just like, whoa, this lift. I'd go off my fucking nut if I was in this lift. They they drag out the art creator's hidden secret where for some reason he keeps putting... Right, so this is, yeah, yeah. So we need to, we can't just casually bring this up like this needs to be we need to because they build that up they build it up so much so right so the characters are talking and somehow despite the fact it's only a uh, like it's only a lift and um the art creator manages to take off his shoe take a box or like a metal box of um like a mint like i think it's supposed to be mint but like Mm. it's um like one that looks like a, some sort of metal old sweet box, put it in his shoe and put his shoe back on. Yeah, and, and you're like, Whoa. no one of the other characters noticed. You're like, what's, what's he up to? Yeah. What's he hiding? I what's thought maybe hiding? it was like, oh, is it drugs or something? And they, they, like, they, what's go, he hiding? they they go through the film and then like a lot a long time later, he does it again. He does it again with his other foot. <laughs> and you're like, what's he hiding? What is it? What is it? What's he doing? And then they get to the point where uh, towards the end, he's supposed because he's supposed to be presenting this art exhibit on Christmas Eve. They ask him to present it anyway. Right. And I, you were, you, this, so right before this happens, you turned to me and said, what is the point of this? I need to know. And I said, it might just be to make him look taller, but that seems way too simple. Aye. And then he stands up, the woman squints at him and goes, did you get taller? (laughs) And that was it. It was so <laughs> It was so he looked I, I was, tall. I was, like, even though that was the answer that they gave out, I was still adamant there must be had to be there something. There had to be something. To because it was so, like, I don't, because he, his issue was a hygienic issue. Mm. It was nothing mm. to do with being short. Mm. No, it never was he ever insecure about his height or even hinted he was insecure about his height. He was insecure about, yeah, he was a germaphobe. Yeah, yeah he was a germaphobe. So it's like, so what's what's height got to do with anything? It's so surreal. I and then at the end, like he he's sitting on a bench with someone. Well, it's one of the women from the band. One of the women who from the we band. assume 
They knew each other. They know each other. But it never because she sits down. He takes off his shoe, put, whaps out a mint, and <laughs> eats box. one, and then she eats one. If if she didn't know him, <laughs> that'd be a weird. Scene. There's no way that she would take the mint. But she I would get up and walk I, away. I wouldn't put it past this film. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past this film for that to be a natural scene. That they were just he's off as a mint, and then stranger. it's like, oh, this it's your Christmas present, I guess. Mint. Here's the togetherness. <sighs> he's yeah, he's got. Yeah, it's a it's a strange because they really emphasize it. Mm. It happens twice each foot throughout the thing, and, and it's, it's not even just, just that they keep cool. showing you. Yeah, they did a couple feet. of times. There are a lot of times where they'll, they'll open the scene on his feet and then pan up to him, ah. and then the scene will take place. They build it up a lot. They do just just so he's taller. That was it. That was it. And there was, was no so reason for him to want to be taller. Yeah, like it's not even set up that he's that short to begin with. No. <laughs> so, so then we've got after that. What, what we got? We got the uh, well in in that lift. We've got the hulking man who has some sort of he has those tattoos. He has those tattoos, mm. which I'm very sure. It's kind of bizarre because he has a tattoo, and on his chest, he um, it's the he explains every tattoo except the fully the one on the chest, which is a, a what pirate ship on one side and a mermaid on the other side saying, um, "I think it's I love you so," and um, he they say, "Who's that from? Uh, who's that for? Is that for someone uh, the your your girlfriend or something?" And he's like, "Uh, used to be." Uh, and then they cut. They no, later on they cut to one of the band members' wrists, who has who has the, the mermaid. mermaid tattoo that says, "I think it's something like I don't love you," which is a really on the nose way of co- uh, yeah. connecting them and contracting them, uh, contrasting them. Um, so yeah, it's really there's a they maybe it, it's because it's inconsequential that they w- would be talking about her because it doesn't matter because you don't really learn about her character about her relationships or anything mm-hmm. I think so it's hard to remember which band members which you don't really hear about anything about her relationships you don't really go into his relationships his his um, arc is finished when he walks away with the two girls arm in arm yeah yep there's nothing but the oh my god I'm super smart guy he needs to get to the hospital why does he need to get to the hospital, does, Scott? Well, let me tell you something, Danny. Well, let's let's go to the hospital. Who's in Who's in the hospital? In the hospital, there's Gary Cole. Yes, Gary Cole. Uh, who's a doctor. Who's house. And he's surrounded by lots of other doctors. But he's house. And then there's also the, the woman in the hospital bed. So this is where my weird, trippy, jumping through scenes saw that comes into play. Um, yeah, so they're trying to get this woman to surgery to operate on her tumour. I think they have taken her out of surgery. They've taken her out of surgery because the the thing that they're talking about is yes, the is that they're house, gonna have to house has to tell her that, that her tumor is just gonna kill her. It's gonna kill her. Yeah, Which he doesn't. I believe the story was it's hard to keep track of some of these stories. The story was he didn't want to tell her; he was just gonna leave. But because they're trapped in the lift together, it, when she if like the, when the she other doctor's up, yeah. like if she wakes up, you have to tell her. Yeah, because uh, it's. This older doctor, Gary Cole House, and it's this older woman doctor who have a serious conversation about God in the lift. And it gets really sort of, they get really in depth in a sort of, not not in a, not in a real way, like in a, like not in for the film's credit, but they have like a, a fairly uh, intense conversation about theology. While the two other nurses are being quirky and yeah, silly. oh, one of them needs to pee, and you're like, wow, "What's he gonna bloody do, mate?" You know, it's gonna lead to him pissing himself. Yeah, but. and apparently it's a big deal, even though they're all doctors and they actually they literally for a living stick their hands in people's chests and grab their hearts and stuff. Yeah, Maybe not that, not that. Much <laughs> Remember when we were when it, when we at the start of the movie, we were like, "They're like, what are we gonna do?" And I just do the surgery, just do it in the lift. <laughs> Do we're a bottle opener is what you said which is very very do intense it. <laughs> that's the movie I want but to I see but I think they already had the surgery um, oh, remember the the joke of one of the nurses because the uh, the two nurses one needs to pee the other's like you should overcome your oh, body you should overcome your body uh, by uh, improving your mental state and he says I and it makes a big build up about this I can trick myself into not feeling pain because yeah. it's separating mind from body and he, he he builds himself up he puts himself into a meditating position he rubs his hands he makes strange yeah. house he starts 
bringing his fingers to his mouth as if to swallow something yeah. and he goes through all this big build up big build up and he's like put this needle in my neck it won't hurt because if and you're like I, I, we, uh. <laughs> we were seriously we turned to each other and we were like surely it's the joke isn't gonna be and we were sitting there on edge because we were like they must be they're surely gonna do something different right, the joke is surely they're not, not gonna, gonna be make the, the, he feels they're not pain. gonna have he was wrong. this much build up to an obvious joke we were wrong no yeah, was, <laughs> we build it up for a good few minutes he stabs him in the neck it hurts a lot and he runs around like an idiot because he hurts and he's like get the needle out god it hurts yeah then the guy pisses himself fuck fucking it was a movie but this is the lift with the probably the most serious problem it's the one that's got the strangest it's one that's most serious it's the one that's also kind of the most heavy handed because it, uh, this this woman is going to die and they're all talking about God and they're all mm. forcing each other's religious beliefs on one another and it's just it's a it's a lot not a lot well not a lot but it's like do you get what I mean? Hmm. yeah I like it's one of these things that bad films do and um, like I, I did, I will go as well. The bad films do this, and you even, especially when we've been student film, you even see student films do this sometimes. And it's this um, thinking that you can make like tragedy very quickly out of a terminal illness. Mm. Um, this this girl that uh, she stays asleep for the whole thing, and they discuss how uh, well not for the whole thing. They, she stays asleep for the beginning, and uh, they discuss how she's not got long to live, and they're gonna have to tell her, and um, she's got her husband to worry about. And she wakes up briefly and is like, where is my husband? Like, oh, they've got their husband to worry about. And films do this, oh, it's this, this huge misstep of thinking that's just sad on its own. Terminal illness isn't sad on its own. It's sad because it happens to people. Mm-hmm. And that's where the tragedy comes from when you write about these things. You can't just say this character is terminally ill, so be sad for this character. Mm-hmm. You've got to say this character is an interesting, beautiful person who has this sense of humour and thinks this and this and this, isn't it tragic that she will die eventually? Yeah. They're doing <clears> that to a character who literally is asleep for most for of the it. whole movie. When yeah. she wakes up, bland personality. Mm. Who cares? And it sounds it sounds cruel, but like it's we we're it's not that um we don't care about people with terminal illnesses, it's that in when you see it in movies, we are so immune to it. We are so, we've so overexposed to this sort of terminal illness. You need to give us you need to make us care about yeah. the person instead. Because they spend the whole movie guessing what she's like. Aye. And then she wakes up and she's just, she's just fine. She doesn't really doesn't say, say anything. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. doesn't do she anything. She just gets them to pray for her. Um, which just happens to be a contrived, like, oh, isn't that funny how what we were all talking about before? Because <laughs> uh, that's the doctor's arc. The doctor is, he doesn't believe in religion. But you know what? One of the first things he says, he's okay with other people yeah, believing yeah, yeah, in religion. Yeah, he says that, yeah. And you're like, well then, what's the problem? Yeah, <laughs> what's the problem? He's okay if he's like if it helps other people, that's fine. We're like, good. Yeah, good. That's good. That's, that's a very good. healthy outlook Aye. to have. Like you're atheist, but you are okay with other people yeah. Christian. Do you know what? I would. I think that's a perfect way for a doctor to be. Uh, and that the woman's like, oh, but don't you think there could be more? Don't you think you yeah, should no, believe in God? So. Uh, you're like, oh, fucking. Hell. And the arc comes back where really awkwardly. The terminal illness patient asks the doctor to pray. Specifically, the doctor who yeah, doesn't yeah, believe yeah. it. <laughs> it's always kind of a like, what are you going to do? Deny a dying girl her wish? Are you going to yeah, do that, it's doctor? It's so <laughs> uh, So he prays. She start, he starts praying. She's like, down on your knees. <laughs> do it right. No, I didn't believe that. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe no. that at all. I want you... To oh, literally be cutting yourself, giving no blood to God. Oh. Um, yeah. so his arc is his arc is healthy atheist to believer in God. Believer in God, yeah. He's forced by the people around him to all believe in God. Aye, just because. Why? Why not you? Yeah. Don't be such a downer. <laughs> um. So at the end, in the previous lift that we've talked about, um. They're like, they turn to the smart guy and they're like, where were you going, by the way? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to the hospital because my wife, she was getting an operation to get a tumour removed. But it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's all good. And you're like, oh. Oh, you don't know me. What a bleak, bleak ending for that character. (laughs) Because one of the only things the the girl that's operated on says is that she doesn't want to tell her husband. Tell the husband, yeah. Which is actually... 
probably it's a big issue that I feel like the film you know like when she just says brushes it, over it ah, yeah. the film brushes over it but, but it just, brushes over that so much where that guy just the, that, that character brings up that his wife's in hospital in the last sort of five minutes of the film do you know what? I'm kind of glad the film brushed it uh, off because yeah, the film is for not the equipped yeah, yeah, to yeah. deal with should I tell my husband yeah. I'm dying? Yeah. That, the film is not equipped for that. I agree. <laughs> the qu- film is barely equ- equipped for theology discussion, like let alone intense personal, right, should we, cause, like, <laughs> should we all debate whether the this woman should tell her husband because her husband has a right to know and uh, 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 it's not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's brushed upside, which do you know what? It's probably for the best. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah so you because they they end that lift the fashion lift with him doing that and you're like well I know he's about to go away be told by his wife that she's fine and everything's going to be okay and then a few weeks later he's going to find out miserably that she is dying 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 dead yeah that's the end of his arc it's rough yeah it's a rough way to end the film for that guy it's the season to, to be, be jolly, jolly. right um so then we get to the last lift that we're going to talk about, which is the one that disturbed me the most. Yeah. To the point where every time it cut back to this lift, I immediately felt uncomfortable. Hmm. And I get that the film maybe wasn't trying to do that, but it's the it's the effect it had. Yeah. So you got this lift, woman, guy, guy gets in the lift, woman stand there on her phone. He's immediately like eyeballing her he's looking Aye. up and down point of view shot looking up and yeah, down yeah, yeah. He's she's curvy. very clearly like not into it she's kind of like mm, into this that's what I just said but I just acted out a little bit um, <laughs> I liked it so then the lift breaks down and he starts basically just trying to he just forces her to talk to him and you just you just feel so uncomfortable mm. The whole time he's doing this, where you're like, dude, she's just leave her alone, please. For the love of God, just leave the poor, poor girl alone. Then he just whaps out his camera and just starts taking photos of her. And like, he's taking photos and he's taking loads of photos. And she like cowers down into the corner. And she's like, stop, stop. And I was like, this is too much. <laughs> it's way in too much. And so then everyone calms down a bit. Like, alright, cool. And she's like, I'm really hungry. Do you have anything to eat? It's like, I've got this candy bar. But if I'm going to give you the candy bar, candy. Listen, what do you eat? Um, Call it a chocolate bar. <laughs> if I'm going to give you this chocolate bar, I'm going to want to, we're going to do like a, a photo shoot in this list. This is the way they do it. Uh, the way the film presents it is like, <clears throat> if you want this chocolate bar, you have to do something in return. Cut! Cut to the Cut to a fucking, and what? you're like, this is what? the most creepy dude, and you're going to cut there. And my thing is, is so then he takes he takes all these photos and she's into it, she's loving it, and then she starts to question. She's like, "Oh, did you? But you 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 did me in makeup. Like those weren't real. Those weren't that wasn't me. You were taking photos of. I just played a character." He's like, "That was you, man. That was you. It's just all this fucking nonsense." And you're, and then the whole time I'm just like, "Why are you not?" Why are you coming round to this guy? Aye. You, no one should come round to this guy because at no point does he change the way he is. No. He's still weird, right? Like He's still just a creepy guy right up until the end. It's impossible to connect to him because of that. So when you get to the end and he like asks her out and she's like, well, I've got a boyfriend. And you, you, should, you feel like you should feel sorry for him. But at the same time, I'm like, you're just a creepy guy and that's not how you should act around people you've just met the film fails to portray it properly because the film wants you to go oh we've misjudged this man yeah, 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 yeah. he's actually a quirky personality but you see when he comes in the film forces you to uh, his point of view to um, look up and down yeah. he forces you to see his pervy view and it's like you no 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 you don't get to backtrack and say actually that wasn't really him uh-huh. you that's not how filmmaking works once you give that impression once you've uh-huh. shown us that not even given an impression shown us that's what he did then you don't get to backtrack yeah and he doesn't change he doesn't go mm, actually maybe 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 they could have put the arc onto him and go ah maybe I was uh, I should have just be less objectifying no yeah. no, no it's her <clears throat> her she's the one that's in the wrong yeah like, and it's so it because as Oh, where was I going? Um, it's what, it does that thing that fucking annoys me so much. 
lot of the time in films, unless it's like Sherlock or something, where the character has been the, the two characters they've been standing in a lift for a couple of minutes they've said about two words to each other and already the guy just knows everything about her and he's like you did this and oh i'll bet your mum and dad did this and you were gonna go to school but then you didn't you dropped out because that and it fucking annoys me so much when films do that it irritates me so much and it's like it's like, how did this weird fucking guy get all that? Like, because it turns out to all be true, mm. apart from, oh, she she isn't an only child. That was the one bit he got wrong. Like, I fucking, I keep getting lost. <laughs> like, yeah, it's contrived writing because it's backward engineering. It's like he, we, the well, it's like, well, how did he get all that from yeah. two minute, like two minutes with her in the lift? Like she's standing on her phone. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, he's a, it's just a it's another weirdly written part it's, mm. uh, they, they want to portray this guy as oh he's actually really deep and smart and he's quite observant and clever um, but, but it's, no, he not. doesn't come he's off not. as that at he's, all he's pervy you at no point pervy. do you ever think yeah like what you said at no point do you ever think I've misjudged this person mm. maybe I should be less quick to judge it's he you your your first opinion of him is bang on and it never changes. No need for a second. Except opinion. for this one woman who appears to be suffering some kind of Stockholm yeah, syndrome. That's why that's why I mentioned the Stockholm syndrome being stuck in a lift for that long. <sighs> yeah. But so that's all our lifts. That's all the lifts. Um, is it covered? They're all connected because her her the that's last right, her boyfriend is, is the boy is the guy from the first lift. Is the uh, is, yeah Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite yeah who's Patrick Stewart's dad the and then the guy in the lift with the hipster girls his wife's in the hospital uh, and then oh fuck me I can't remember there was someone else what were the other lifts uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> they're all they're all connected and when they all come out the lift they all sort of pass by each other without realizing the the guy the nurse that. Um, pisses himself in the lift is the the cyclist who gets hit by Patrick Stewart's car. He's like, yeah, that's right, yeah. Which which was such so odd because at the end Patrick Stewart's in his limo, and you think he's a changed man, and then the car gets hit, and he like what we said earlier, he immediately starts complaining again, and you it's just like, did you? I thought you learned the thing. I mean, it doesn't make sense that you'd suddenly learn to be an amazing person from getting stuck in a lift for a night. Aye. But like it's a Christmas movie, you so you have to have the, you have to have the Scrooge the character, yeah. That, like it's like a, you wonder if that's their point, but they fucked up. Yeah. The last thing I had to mention was like why, why when, why when they all get out the lifts, why are there always media waiting for them? <laughs> there is for which one is it? The, it's the, the band. The that band there's media waiting for. Yeah. It's a very it's a very weak media because it's all these people with microphones prodding them but no it's not like you know when you see media in films it's usually all these people shouting for questions yeah. and stuff and flash photography it's not that they're just po- they're holding microphones in front of their face but not actually being like what's it like to be the first human yeah, in the world yeah, yeah. to be stuck in the lift like there's none of that it's just so surreal I just it was a weird moment uh, that I didn't fully understand um, a lot of them the overall theme of this film seems to be very very um, like very very sort of religious mm. because um it seems like these old people are supposed to go through some sort of arc and i don't there's so many characters that don't seem to go for a proper arc no who seem to go in some sort of bend backwards one and the ones that do go for an arc I, like, well obviously it seems to be the sort of one person per lift right that gets an arc kind of but they, so mm. well because so with the with the art curator lift that it is the art curator. He is, goes it, is to... it the art curator who goes through the arc? Uh, well, it's... Again, maybe it's because his <laughs> arc's confusing because it seems to be get over Surely his height. It's, yeah. He's nervous about his height, but you don't really get... If, do you know what? That arc would have made sense if at the beginning they had he had some sort of... Um, some sort of mention maybe we was but he even if the arc is about short even if the arc is him getting over his height it's like he hasn't overcome he's just found a very temporary (laughs) fix for the problem surely that must be uncomfortable to walk around on mint tins (laughs) shoes are made to fit your feet I, like that's the way i I don't know how he managed to fit the mint no idea and then get his shoes very comfortably back on Mm. 
Didn't make sense. No. The movie was garbage. <laughs> so he had an arc. I guess the woman with the rapey guy seemed to have some sort of arc where, oh, I shouldn't prejudge people, if you like. Um, the boss decided to have an arc. I guess you should never fire anyone in case they have the energy solution. Yeah. Uh, which... Let's face it, a real thing is you have to do lay, um, you have to lay people off in companies. Yeah. His arc, do you know, his arc should have been to be more caring about the fact that they lays people That's off. That's it, yeah, because he's but very his, that wasn't his arc. about it. Yeah. His arc was, oh my god, I shouldn't have fired this guy because he actually has the solution. You're yeah. like, that's not how the world works, yeah. though. And so maybe your arc should be more, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done it on Christmas Eve, or maybe I should care, maybe I should have taken the time to mm-hmm. move the chair so it faces forward, or, or something. <laughs> Still the weirdest joke. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, the musicians, I guess... I think a musician lesson should just be like, oh, you just calm down. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, you're all going to die from blood pressure problems. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's meant to go for an arc. But, like, they're, I think they're all supposed to go for an arc, even if the script kind of messes it up. They're all mm. supposed to go through it. Um, and it's all caused by um, the the of one incident, incident of the van owner who loses his uh, Mary statue. Mm. And I feel like it's supposed to be divine intervention. That's what they're going for. They're going for that yeah. the characters are improved in this God's plan-like way uh-huh. by this one trigger event, which is just happens to be the Statue of yeah. Mary knocking over, so he's trying to go for it. Because when he tries to escape the van... Because uh, the fan catches the van catches fire when he's in it. He does get some action as well. We forgot about this. He gets some action at the end. Uh, the guy in the van. Oh yeah. yeah. I, so as soon as before he'd even come out the van, I knew that he was going to be coming out with the statue. The statue the statue yeah. seems to be the point. The statue is like representative of God, and he only gets out with the statue. The statue, yeah. Um, that links to the fact that there's theology in the Doctor. That there's a theology conversation. Um, where uh, there's some there is a, the religious thing and the lift is like they shall the wise men shall be guided and stuff uh. and they start talking about God and uh, she has um, that really weird speech about when she was 10 years old she she was outside while her parents were arguing and it was it's something strange like she knew that God was watching over her but she didn't know why and that's kind of the speech and it's kind of like, oh. this film is kind of religious it is very religious yeah. and it's really bizarre because do you know what it's semi-subtle it's not like an usual religious film that goes really um into it and shoves it in your face and like this is a religious yeah. propaganda it's kind of subtle about it but not subtle enough that you wouldn't notice it but like yeah it's very it's very specific it is bizarre it's just bizarre it's a weird movie. Aye. Cloud Atlas with lifts. Yeah. It should have been the tagline. <laughs> uh, there's not really much to say on the kind of filmmaking aspects or anything. It's very just... It's very basically very shot. Very basically shot. There's they try to do some kind of... They try, yeah, it was, but the Patrick Stewart stuff, it's very obviously there's a lot of green screen. They try to do some kind of tracking shots inside the lift every now and again, particularly the hipster lift. Uh, with the art curator they try to kind of do a lot of like the cameras in the middle of the room and it mm. spins around them as they're talking and things like that it's it's fine I guess it's as, as creative as you can get with a film set entirely inside lifts Aye. so there's not really much to mention there it's just very it's just shot it's clearly just it's you know what I mean there's no passion behind it it's just been made um, yeah Christmas Eve it very much feels like a film that they managed to get Patrick Stewart for a day and they've shot a film around it. Around the fact that they got Patrick Stewart because they're Selling. like people... Well, we I we were I picked it up because Patrick Stewart was on the front <laughs> cover and I was like, what is this? What is this nonsense? Um, and they very clearly only got him for a day because he's only in a very... Like, he's mostly in one location. He's mostly by himself. Just quickly, Patrick Stewart, do these lines in this lift to green screen. Cool, done, go home. Poor Napoleon, poor Napoleon Dynamite, man. Like, John, what's his second name? Uh, Jared? Wait, what? John, uh, well, guy who plays Napoleon Dynamite. Surely after kind of how pop, like popular Napoleon Dynamite became, he must have thought like, oh, I'm going to hit the big time. Yeah, Just hasn't really. happened, has it? No. Just never did happen. He's done a few things, but nothing really. He's in big. Surf's Up, which is a personal 
I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know he was in Surf's Up. Yeah, he's the chicken. Oh, okay. I've not seen Surf's Up for a very well, long time. Well, there we go, Danny. you got to get on it. You must have <laughs> on some gold. Um, but yeah, I think we can wrap it up there. Yeah. Like a neat little parcel. Uh, like a li- neat little present. Present! Christmas present. That you'll get on Christmas... Take my joke. <laughs> you know that I had a long-winded way of getting to it? Because I got confused. Scott, yes, if you Danny. were stuck in a lift with me, right. what do you think your character arc would be? 100%. I would realise that the only way to have peace <laughs> is just to murder you there and then in the lift and then tell people that oh the summon in the lift <laughs> did it. he hit his head in the de- lift. devil we've not brought up devil, devil. i was gonna say out of the two lift based movies <laughs> which would you rather watch again i'd Ooh, probably go devil devil devil's probably. got some enjoyable moments in it and it's all the same lift so it's, it's easy the same to keep lift track of. easier to keep track of you're not fucking jumping around 12 different lifts with Tom Hanks playing everyone in, in one of the lifts. It's real weird. Just... Yeah. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a good Christmas. Don't watch Christmas Eve. <coughs> if you get any M&Ms, they're on us. Yeah. Eat your J.K. Simmons. Eat Don't you J. fucking dare. Have Christmas. Goodbye, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <coughs> Just leave you with that. <laughs>